everyone. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Welcome to our deep dive into the SMU Cox School of Business. We have with us today Shane Goodwin, the Associate Dean of Graduate Programs and Executive Education, as well as Dr. Helmuth Ludwig. Dr. Ludwig is a professor of practice in strategy and entrepreneurship. And with Shane, we're going to talk about how SMU Cox uses experiential learning to deliver enriching experiences for executive level students. Shane and Helmuth, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. So give us a sense overall of the sort of state of experiential learning for Cox Executive MBAs. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll probably start and then I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over to um, uh, Dr. Ludwig. So about four years ago, we decided to do a, a curriculum review and we went out to our corporate partners and, and really get an informed view about what their future employees really look like. Not to be job ready. I think business schools and quite frankly, schools have done a, a good job over the years to make uh, have skills or people develop for the job. But it was really about being future prepared. And it was uh, overwhelmingly, we'd heard a number of different responses back. And uh, that led into our decision to actually create our new curriculum founded on really three key pillars, leadership, data analytics, and then experiential learning. What was very clear is that our corporate partners wanted to make sure that we were really drilling down and focusing on some of the meta skills, particularly around leadership, making sure that our adult learners, or I should say our lifelong learners, are really prepared for the new uh, world that we live in, obviously the data age, and this is something that uh, Dr. Ludd will talk about uh, extensively, but they really wanted to make sure that there was an applied approach to what we were doing. It wasn't just all classroom learning, but it was much less of a theoretical approach and more of an applied approach. And that really led us into um, developing everything that we do now on experiential learning. Now, the two of you recently teamed up to teach a course on global strategy. Tell us a little about that. Sure. So with our executive MBAs, we we, uh, partnered together and actually were able to bring in a lot of our uh, outside consulting partners as well to really lead this experiential learning. And this really resulted in us developing projects in South Africa, specifically in Cape Town. But we uh, were able to travel across South Africa and get a, a great immersion, immersion not only just with the business, but obviously with culture. And that really led us to wanting to make sure that our lifelong learners were really focused on getting a practical insight into these business issues, but doing them in different countries, uh, not just in the United States. And uh, that really led us into putting this course together. And maybe let me add to this uh, some of the mindset behind it. Of course, all business schools today use cases. When I went to business school, we did a lot of theory. Today, we read the theory, we read video, we see videos about it. But in the classroom, it's all about the exchange. It's the exchange between the students. An executive MBA, they have 10 to 20 years of business experience. So the students benefit heavily from the experience their fellow students bring in the classroom. Naturally, we bring guest speakers in. And to give you a specific example from South Africa, we had a case about a company in South Africa that's now exporting globally, but specifically in the U.S., as a company is called Inverush, they produce gin. Not everybody might be a fan of it. I would count myself as a fan of it, but even more of Lorna, who created the company. She had this vision of, of building this company up in a small town in South Africa. And so when we discussed the case, we said at some point in time, well, what would we do if, if, if we would be Lorna? 
And in this moment, I was able to switch on Zoom and Lorna was with us. So she, for her, it was Saturday evening in South Africa and she joins the classroom discussion. But it didn't stop there. When then the students went to South Africa, one group from the cohort went out to the place where, where Inverash was located and they did a con small consulting project for Inverash on how they can improve their export strategy to the US. So it was a 360 from a case reading, talking virtually to the founder, being interacting in preparation for South Africa with the company, meeting the founder, and then making recommendations for an export into, into the US. That's great. Now, why South Africa? I'm curious about that. Sure. So we actually have, you know, very fortunately, we we opened up, we've been traveling now since even after the pandemic uh, for about a year and a half. It, it is something, uh, going back to what we're talking about, John, is very critical to our, really our, our models when we think about it in our de leadership development, uh, also our um, hub of lifelong learning. It's critical that our learners find a way to not only just think about domestically, but have a lens beyond that. And obviously that's global. And so we chose uh, South Africa as an emerging market. And again, we're traveling in South America right now. We have, we have courses going on continuously from Europe to South America to Asia. And so South Africa now, we just wanted to make sure that students were getting a broader exposure to an emerging market like that. And quite frankly, it was extremely eye-opening for everyone because obviously, as you can imagine, not a lot of people have traveled there nor they've ever done really any kind of commercial business. And so that really broadened the lens for everyone to understand a lot more about a, uh, you know, a place that's really emerging, but is going to be probably a, 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 certainly a country that, you know, is going to be have a significance in our world market. Very true. And now tell me a little bit more about how the class brings global leaders into the orbit of the students so that they can learn from them. Yeah, John, very good point. So I think those classes which we combine with an international visit have, of course, a, an incredible amount of excitement, but they also come with a lot of effort. So we also try to do it the other way around. We bring the world to Dallas. And let me give you one example. When I was at Siemens, we drove in several areas of digital transformation. And the chairperson of Siemens, uh, Jim Snabe, also former co-CEO of SAP, he has developed a concept that he calls dreams and details. What it means is you create a vision of the future and it goes in much more details, but you always have to be very careful to deeply understand what really makes the change tick, what makes it win. He calls it the crucial details. Now he has written together with a co-author a book about it. And when uh, Jim and I stayed in touch afterwards, we said, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could develop out of this a full course for MBA students, and we did. So the course is called Digital Transformation in, in Times of Exponential Change. And how we're approaching this is that we describe how you can change from a position of strengths and have some case examples. Then Jim and his co-author come in and they describe the whole model that is supplied. And then we go in cases, individual cases, we go through all these transformations in the insurance industry, in, um, in technology industries, in um, distribution. So very different industries. And we have always colleagues from Denmark joining us via Zoom and going through this. And uh, leaders like Jim, again, chair of uh, the board of Siemens, former chair of the board of Maersk, former co-CEO of SAP. So it's, it's this bringing together, again, the student knowledge, 
the knowledge in the classroom, external speakers, some visit in person here in Dallas and others joining us on Zoom and helping all of us to develop a concept how we can in the future then help companies to manage these kind of radical transitions more successfully. And coming back to what Shane said before, preparing them, students, by this for the real future, which is out there and where they can have a major impact on their future companies that they create or where they are employed. My understanding is that the feedback from students has been so positive that you're now going to actually create a similar course in your executive education portfolio that mirrors this graduate class. How did you arrive at that decision and how will that in fact work? Yeah, so one of the things we've been doing is actually across our graduate portfolio is to really have a, an experience for everyone who comes into our graduate program. So we have about 15 different graduate programs, not atypical from other business schools, but you know we have our full-time, which is uh, you know traditional full-time MBAs and our, our master's programs. And we have something for our working professionals, our uh, PIMBAs or our professional programs. We have an executive MBA, as we talked about before, John, our uh, online MBA. And really through our Cox Edge program, one of the things that we have uh, really done is to make that really a seamless way for our uh, lifelong learners to participate in any way. But what we want to do is make sure that there's a thread for them across all of this. And one of which is to make sure that they're having an experiential learning, which is to do a consulting project. So we want to make sure that they have this in any capacity, whether they're doing this internationally or whether they're doing it uh, domestically as well. There's a lot of rich learning. One of the things that we've really doubled down on is really our corporate partnerships, which, again, might sound not atypical from other schools. But just to give you an example, last week in uh, Dr. Ludwig's class, we're talking about uh, advanced strategic uh, models and in, in management, advanced strategic management. And the case studies were around Danaher and General Electric. And uh, at the end of the class, we actually had uh, Larry Culp, actually uh, Helmuth had Larry Culp come into class to actually fill in all the gaps during uh, for our students. So we're very conscious, not only just about the experiences that we're giving our students and traveling abroad for consulting, we're making sure we can actually bring those case studies to actually life in the classroom by actually bringing in a lot of the people that are obviously the CEOs or the executives that were involved in those decisions at that time. That was kind of fun. And, and uh, Shane and I, we have a similar way of, of engaging the student. The last question in the room was, what would you now do if you're Larry Kalb, if you would be the CEO of G? And of course, the students come up with, with pretty creative ideas. And then we opened the door and Larry Kalb came in and then they had the discussion directly with him. And, and the, we got afterwards feedback and students said, look, this was almost a once in a lifetime opportunity of this direct, of this process going through a case, thinking about how, what would I do if I would be CEO? And then the opportunity to actually talk to this type of decision maker. And these kind of experiences, they stay on for many years. Students might not remember the specific situation, but it helps them to make better decisions or better proposals to their board of directors. And that's what we feel is so exciting about being there with our students. That's pretty cool to have Larry Culp come and talk about what's going on at GE, because Lord knows GE is going through quite an upheaval right now. So that had to be a really dramatic session for everyone with a lot of learning in it. And I also think the fact you've created this non-degree course provides lifelong learners with a lot of flexibility, because obviously 
You don't have to quit your job to go and avail yourself of it. You can just show up once you enroll. Am I right? Well, so we do have different programs. Uh, the ones that we're talking about are for our degree uh, portfolio. And then we also have you know other experiential learning opportunities as well, which we have graduate certificates and others, which people are definitely able to participate in those as well. And, it, and that was part of our Cox Edge, which we were trying to make it much more about the uh, liquid learning. So it's very fluid. We have people joining us uh, online, in person. We're trying to meet our lifelong learners where they are and not just trying to tell them exactly how we're going to do it. And this specifically applies to the course I mentioned before, which is based on the publication Dreams and Details, which um, again, Jim Snaber has has developed with his co-author, Michael Trolle. And there uh, we have done this course now, we are doing it the second time here with our second year MBA students, with a lot of engagement in the classroom. And this course specifically, we will offer also for lifelong learning, meaning for executives outside of uh, of SMU that can then join into this course. And and Jim actually plans to be over here in Dallas in person. So we will have in total four uh, two-day sessions. The first two days will be in person. Then we have two virtual sessions each two days. And then we are coming together again in uh, on campus together with our participants to discuss the thought processes that they have developed and how can they apply it then to their uh, daily business reality. That's fantastic. Now, you noted earlier, and we've noted this in earlier podcasts, the close connection that the Cox School has with the local Dallas business community and nationally as well. And it's kind of cool that you also had Gary Kelly, the former CEO of Southwest Airlines and chair of the board on campus to speak to graduate students and alumni. He actually came at the invitation of the Student Aviation Club. So I wonder if you might just step back and comment on what those experiences mean to your students. So Stephen Kimball, who uh, is our president, he's actually the founder of the Aviation Club. He's done a phenomenal job. And actually, what, one of the things I'm really excited about what Stephen has really done is that he's really taken so much of the initiative and, quite frankly, the doing things that we are trying to impart on a lot of our students on those meta skills, which is basically living in the world of ambiguity, the uncertainty, but just taking the initiative and the drive. And not only did he secure Gary Kelly, but also we are going to have uh, Scott Kirby, who's the CEO of United, and also Doug Parker, who's the chairman they're going to be coming to campus uh, in a couple of months as well. So he's done a phenomenal job doing that. And, and that is a testament not only to our, uh, I think, our relationships that we have broadly, but obviously to our students who take that initiative to do it. One thing, John, that I want to touch upon about our relationships on the corporate side, which we are very proud of, we also have launched, which is an extremely unique initiative here uh, at SMU, is our uh, corporate and commercial diplomacy initiative. In fact, we're doing our very first program next month in Dallas. And this is where we're working with government officials, all these economic development officers from the State Department, even to through special forces, the CIA, they're coming to Dallas. And we're working in an executive program with them to help development and training. And this actually goes back to the further point of where business schools are today, which is really the intersection between government and policy. So it goes back to the international side and how academia really fits at that nexus in between of that. And that and really allows us to be kind of that co-creator of knowledge and help drive this. And so this is going to be a fantastic program where 
we have really had a lot of support, not only from our local businesses who are participating, and these were going to be all of our corporate partners and the CEOs that we all certainly know, and we're very proud of that. But we have a lot of our elected officials who are even coming on in from D.C. to be a part of this initiative. Now, this is a five-day event put on by the Center for Commercial and Corporate Diplomacy, right? Yes, correct. So are you actually going to be able to use experiential learning in an event like that? Or is it more a traditional event where you have panel discussions, lectures, and things like that? Well, we're doing certainly some panel discussions uh, for this, and we'll have, you know, I I don't want to mention a bunch of names right now because I know I'm going to leave out uh, very important people because these are all very senior. But you you can imagine what a cast of a lineup, particularly from a lot of our elected officials who want to participate and who have done a great job supporting us. What I will tell you is there are definitely some discussions, but these are much more not just panels and discussions. These are going to be absolutely interactive. What is coming from this will be sources of experiential learning for our students, because as we develop initiatives around this, and I then they're going to be tasked as teams working with some of our government officials, working with some of our corporate partners to help solve some of these problems that are going to come up uh, from these roundtables that we're, we've already established. So it will definitely be experiential for sure. Bottom line is business is booming in Dallas. It's an incredibly dynamic economy. It seems to me that the SMU Cox School has really taken advantage of that and surfing that wave of tremendous activity in the economy and getting the benefit of it. Uh, undeniably that, the, you know, I would say Dallas, Texas, or certainly North Texas, as we think about it, uh, is doing extremely well economically. I, I think we certainly have the, the wind at our back and we're very fortunate for that. But, you know, John, you've been doing this a, a very long time and, and, you know, just in general, it's something that I think uh, both uh, Dr. Ludwig and I share. And I started my career at the old, a uh, long time ago, GE, 25 years ago through their training development programs. And one thing I will say is it still is about execution. We just cannot just uh, rely on the fact that we just happen to live in a great economic environment. We have to obviously have our strategy in place, which we do. But we have to execute and we have to execute, you know, flawlessly. And I think uh, Larry Culp, when he talks about it and Danaher, all the principles they have, it, we still have to do all the right things and just about pure execution brilliance. Well, let me add maybe two, two aspects to it. One of the courses we offer is strategy consulting. And what we do there in the first part of the um, semester, we go through regular cases, case discussions. But in the second part, we go out into the Dallas community and do real consulting projects. And the test at the end is always, dear Mr. Client, would you do it again? And so far, every client said, always, I would do it again. And uh, the students too. And the second part is uh, is also interesting. We have students here from all over the US, of course, but also many international students. And the percentage of students that want to stay here and that are staying here is actually extraordinarily high. And that works mutually. It's a good place to be, but it's also a good place to be for corporations and they look for the right talent. So that's, um, I think, an advantage which we are lucky to have here in Dallas. Our our partnership, John, with Dallas in general has been tremendous. In fact, you know, with our our mayor, which he is uh, very fortunate and will bring up the fact of of what uh, Dr. Ludwig just mentioned, which was that we attract in a lot of people from out, not only out of state, but certainly internationally, but they want to stay here and work. And we're able to retain and keep that great talent and that great talent pipeline here uh, in Dallas and in North Texas. We started out talking about experiential learning and its importance to the school and the fact that it's one of your core pillars. And I wonder if we might return to that and end and, and explain why experiential learning is so important 
to personal development and professional development today. I mean, there are many schools that are doing more experiential learning than ever before. Why has it become like a key part of the puzzle of learning and teaching people to be better leaders? Sure. I'll offer my perspective, then I'll obviously uh, turn it over to uh, Dr. Ludwig. You know, uh, both Helmuth and I are not traditional academic, notwithstanding the fact that we both have doctorates and we've actually pursued education, higher education after. Uh, I spent the first 25 years of my career in investment banking. Uh, so I bring a lot of that different experience. We have a lot of other of our faculty that bring a lot of experience from the corporate world and to partner that together with uh, the academic richness that we have on campus. So why is it important? Well, we know for sure, because I and we both have lived this, is that it's extremely critical to make sure there is a strong foundation of uh, insights and knowledge, which people certainly get from education. But it's equally critical to have that muscle memory and that development and that knowledge of doing things over and over to become much better. So you start to get the better experience, which informs your judgment, which allows you to make better decisions going forward. Well, the way to do that is to actually just get those more reps. So reading about it once isn't really going to give you the repetition and the need to actually make those informed decisions later. So as I mentioned before, we're really focused on not being job ready, but the future prepared and in making that pivot about occupational development to that career revolution. And this really requires the knowledge, but also the skills and the reps to make those informed decisions. Yeah, Shane, I think you, you hit it exactly right. And um, maybe as a background there, um, we both have the professional background. We are teaching here, and uh, I hope you can feel it. Uh, we love to be with our students. But in parallel, we also serve on different corporate boards. I'm on the board of uh, Hitachi in Japan, for example. And you can imagine speed increases almost on a daily basis. What does it mean for MBA students? There is no way that you can just teach X, Y, V, and then there's an outcome. What we can help our students is to really train their muscle, to, to recognize when there is a change in, in development, there's a new S-curve upcoming, how to recognize this. Looking at uh, certain patterns in the past, but most importantly, understanding that what we did in the past might not be relevant in the future and being able to do this translation of on one hand build on learnings, but on the other hand, being able to, to understand all the different dynamics. You cannot overtrain those. And experiential learning is absolutely critical, as at least Shane and I believe this, in the success of our future leaders educated here at SME. Terrific. And as we know, the other two pillars in the curriculum at SMU Cox our leadership and data analytics. If you want to know more about that, we've covered it in a previous podcast, so look them up. Meantime, I want to thank Shane and Helmuth for a terrific interview here on SMU Cox's experiential learning pillar and how it's being played out at the school in its uh, executive programs as well as its professional programs. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for your insights. Really appreciate it. Thank you, John. Truly appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. You've been listening to Shane Goodwin, the Associate Dean of Graduate Programs in Executive Education uh, at SMU Cox, along with Dr. Helmuth Ludwig, a professor of practice, strategy, and entrepreneurship. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Thanks for listening.